Hi everybody, it's me, El Topo here. Just a little bit of, uh, I guess you could call it bonus content uh, for you Movie the Podcast listener out there. Um, you've probably heard Alec and Sean and I talk about the missing episode. It was an episode that I thought didn't save on my computer. We were having some kind of technical problem. Uh, it's more specifically, I was having a technical problem because uh, I'm very, very stupid. Um, it turns out I found most of the recording um so i figured it'd be fun as kind of a little uh like i said a little bit of bonus content you can hear us talk about the accountant starring ben affleck which is a really good movie uh surprisingly enough um unfortunately it does cut out before we get into five knuckle shuffles um it looks like it cuts out about 15 minutes short uh unfortunately uh i want to say we gave it all either eights or nines so we really liked it if uh, you're keeping score at home uh but yeah this is uh the accountant uh we also i think i i didn't listen to the beginning of the file completely but i'm pretty sure i have a very long tirade about mother in this episode uh so anyway yeah a little weird uh format wise a little little incomplete but i hope you still like it uh so here you go enjoy thanks And now, on with the show. different. Sooner or later, different scares people. You think if you don't fight back, then maybe they'll like you, stop picking on you, calling you a freak. Victim or not, make a decision. Your son is a remarkable young man. Wouldn't surprise me if he has more in common with Einstein, Mozart, and Picasso than he does with us. He has highly advanced cognitive skills. The obsessive personality. Can our son lead a normal life? Define normal. He's capable of much more than we know. Say you're the head of the Sinaloa cartel. Who can you trust to track your stolen cash? He's capable of coming in cold, uncooking years of books, and getting out alive. Imagine the secrets this guy has. Who are you?
Can our son lead a normal life? Define normal. This month it's Labor Day. Your voice surprised my cat. <laughs> Where we find out at the end of every episode, is it a job? This job is the accountant. That's starring right. Ben Affleck. And uh, John Bernthal. Bernthal. I would say it's more, almost more his movie than Ben Affleck's. Uh, Hot takes. We got TJ <laughs> Allen and me, Gogs. And Hella. But she doesn't say <laughs> Yeah. She's just hanging out. Yeah. Just being a cat. What cats do? It's a cat. Crazy cats. You got cats. I got them. What do they do? Mm. They're cats. Cat stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do cat stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, hi everybody. Hello. Hi. It's uh, like uh, like Gog said. It's a Gogsless show. It's Sean, <laughs> myself, and Alec. Fuck Gogs. We watched. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and bury the lead. We watched a fucking awesome ass movie. Shocking. Thank you, Alec. Movie. You know what? Labor Days has been great. We yeah. watched Repo Man and fucking this. And then Maniac Cop. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about Maniac Cop. I already <laughs> forgot about Maniac Cop. That was pretty bad. Shit. That was the old palate cleanser. Yeah, Maniac Cop sucked. Yeah. I, I was really hoping it would be good, but... Yeah, because I figured out a Maniac Cop and the accountant, I figured I'd I shouldn't say hoping. I remember... <laughs> I, hoping is the wrong word, yeah. because I've seen it. I just remember it being better. Yeah. And I think won't. I'm getting it all mashed together, I think I said, like, with all three of the movies, because I've seen them all about the same amount of time. So, on my computer at work, because I do a lot, of, sometimes, like, if, I, if, if it's not on a weekend, I just edit the show in the morning yeah. when the phones aren't ringing. And, uh, so when I, when I export out of Reaper, and I, I do the MP3, po- uh, or not the, I'm sorry, not the MP3 po- file, the uh, Levelator yeah. file, it, out, it, it, it puts it as whatever the file name, and then output. So, it says... Maniac, Maniac cop, cop out. output, and I'm like, oh shit, Maniac cop out <laughs> with Tracy Morgan yeah. and fucking Bruce Willis. You trying to tell me there's some kind of Maniac cop out, Dale? Tell me that wouldn't have been a better movie. Oh my god, that'd have been so much better. Fantastic movie. Give me the map, Scott. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's talk about what we watched. I know I have a lot to say this week. Alec, I was gonna go to Alec. Yeah. Um, since the last time I was on the Ow! show, I've, Sorry, I just like saying it. I've watched a ton of number shit. Number one in our hearts and number one in yeah, our alphabets. Too. Um, <laughs> well, you don't have Gogs here gumming it up with talking about Alien again. Yeah, Gogs, so Gogs, uh... We have more time to Gogs talk about Gogs wasn't aware that he was stuff. selling his house and that he had to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were joking. Uh, yeah, I'm cool for Tuesday. Oh, wait, I'm selling my we house. We might just need to recast Gogs. <sighs> Who would we get? I'd say that's a tough, that's a tough Ryan. Run. Brian, Alright. You can go, Brian. Yeah. Mm. No. No, I need somebody louder. We need. Uh, we need. We need. He's uh, not as boisterous. We need what's his name from Inept Villains to come in. Which uh, one? Either the L or um, Najee. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'll take you. Any of those guys. Any of those three would be great. You guys can come in. We need some diversity <laughs> on this show. <laughs> I'm tired of being the diversity. <laughs> <laughs> you're so non-diverse. I forget you're diverse. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Human gender. <laughs> More like reversity. Hey, well, what did you watch? Oh, I'm sorry. Human gentrification is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh, what did you watch, Alex? I watched like two weeks ago. I watched a movie called "Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel." Ooh, ooh, that sounds fascinating. It was is that pretty, an HBO original. I don't. It's not an HBO original. It's an older, not older. It's like a ten-year-old 
BBC movie that's uh, on HBO right now. I used to get it mixed up with um, before I saw the other one, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. I love that movie. Similar, somewhat similar premise. Um, I don't know. I no. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Carry on. There's time travel in the book. Yeah. Okay. Shocked you haven't seen it, Sean, because you love time travel. I do. It's uh, it's got Chris O'Dowd and Anna Faris. Who's Chris O'Dowd? Oh, from uh, Bridesmaids. From I feel the, like this comes IT up every crowd. time his name pops up. The big the IT guy. crowd, Roy. Oh, 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 I love that guy. Yeah, and he's great. Moon Boy a, or whatever. Yeah, Moon Boy. That <laughs> he's shows, also in that uh, Family Tree, which is which good. I think me and you are the only two people yeah, in America think, yeah. that watch Sean, that show. Sean, you should watch that. It. It's Christopher Guest's television Ooh, show. On it's HBO. Excellent. Once it's I get caught up on fucking uh, Arrested Development. Only on one season. It's very Yeah, good. it's like six episodes. But it it's like it's like if you like Christopher Guest, it's literally just a television show full of all the Christopher okay. Guest actors. It's great. Um, So this is a movie where it's... Three three friends are going out drinking, as friends do, mm-hmm. and in the middle of the night, a time-traveling woman from the future <laughs> shows up at the bar, hitting on one of them, and he thinks she's a hooker that his other friends bought <laughs> to play a joke on her because he's a big nerd about time travel. It's already funny. I already she's, like the premise. She's not. There's apparently a time leak. They go to the bathroom <laughs> and come back out, and the bar is, like, destroyed, and everybody's dead. <laughs> they got, like, thrown into the future, like... I gotta see this movie. You've already it's sold it. pretty me. good. It's pretty funny I liked it a lot it uh it's got some kind of shockingly violent parts for Ooh, a, okay for a BBC comedy which usually is they're pretty wacky and over was the it top. A, a movie movie or a it's television a movie, okay, it's a movie yeah. movie stop drilling like, you hit like yeah real shit how have I not seen this <laughs> got movie got oil in a pan <laughs> oil in a pan um it's on HBO right now. I just I came across it about a, I don't know a week and a half ago and watched it. And uh, again, I think I've uh, really, really enjoyed tooted. I've tooted this more. <laughs> whoever curates the fucking movies on HBO Go, yeah, is yeah. awesome. It needs to work for Netflix because their movie selection is getting a little. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they're so fucking pumped up on their original shit that their licensing isn't going well. So you liked it? I liked it a lot. I also watched both of the Lonely Island produced. HBO sports satire sh- shorts. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I didn't see. I didn't realize they were short. They're not feature length. They're like forty five minutes each. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, Seven days in hell with Kit Harrington and Andy Samberg as tennis players who get lot end up in a match that lasts for seven days. Kit, Kit, <laughs> they Herring- a match. Kit Harrington's Snow. John Snow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They end Star up- of Silent Hill too. <laughs> Star of ah uh, the volcano movie. Oh fuck! He's uh, in that. Yeah, Mount Ve- or, Vesuvius. Uh, Vesuvius. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. James Sunderland. Damn. Um, Alec brought fucking Vesuvius <laughs> up. They're, uh That's our Patreon episode right there. They're two tennis stars. One's like the best in the world, and one's like an old washed-up tennis star trying to make a comeback. And they get locked like in match point at the Wimbledon Championship <laughs> for, for a for a week <laughs> for seven days, and more ridiculous things keep happening that keeps them from. Finishing the game, including I, sex on the court, <laughs> with a, like gay sex on the court. Of course, yes, yeah. that's, that's the best it's part. Uh, it's really funny, and it's got a ton of uh, cameos and guest stars, and they're all really good. The other one, the other one of those they did called Tour de Pharmacy, about the uh, yeah, I Tour saw, de France. I saw the ads for this, and Holy it had me shit. It had me at Dolph Lundgren and John Cena. They play the same character. That's amazing. <laughs> John Cena's the young version. Dolph Lundgren's the old version. I mean, can you write anything better than that? So like that alone, I'm like, so yeah, I personally couldn't. No, no, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's this one is set 
it's like a documentary where they're all they're interviewing the the people who were part of this historic Tour de France from like thirty years ago. Right. Like they're interviewing Jeff Goldblum and his younger self is Andy Samberg. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> Sean just pulled up a picture yeah. <laughs> of John Cena on one of those fucking there, there's a great, Tour de there, France there's bikes. There's a great scene in the movie. There's like a big, like huge brawl. Like the bikers getting like a wreck and it's a huge brawl. Yeah. And John Cena picks this guy up over his head. The guy's completely naked with his dick flop around. And John <laughs> Cena's just like swinging him around. <clears throat> um, but uh, there's a. One part that's a young, a young... I don't know who the actor is who plays the young version, mm-hmm. but the old version is Illabella Rossellini. Oh, I like that. She's uh, great. Danny Glover's one of the old ones. I recognize the guy he It should have been playing. Donald Glover as the older one. Oh. That would have been perfect. The younger one. The yeah. younger one. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But was, I recognize the guy who is the younger one, but I, I don't know his name. He's a black guy. He's kind of got an afro, and he's, an old, he's a bit role in a lot of comedy stuff lately. I'll have to pull up his picture. Hmm. I can't remember his name. There was a... Uh, I think it was a hard his time. David. There was a Hard really? Times article yeah. oh, okay. where it was like Danny Glover. You recognize him, right? Like Danny I, Glover yeah. starts Couldn't. starts his rap career as Old Man Gambino. Oh, or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was Adultish Gambino. Adultish Gambino. <laughs> that was really good. I recommend. I recommend both of those. And, I, they, and the fact that you can watch them under an hour. Yeah, you can watch them fucking. Like, like I literally panicked hadn't watched anything last week for the show that we didn't have anyway and i was like i saw those and i was like oh, i'll watch those see that's- what's it like to have somebody that's devoted to this show unlike yeah. some people i know that just want to watch zootopia 50 times in a row <laughs> yeah you know that Poor like gods. that meme that's been going around with it where it's like it's like it's in the sewer right i've got such and I, such it's like yeah. i, I wanted to make the uh, we got zootopia down here and then gogs <laughs> just like goes down into the sewer. diving in. <laughs> uh, and the last thing I watched is the new the new Netflix original Little Evil with oh, Adam Scott. We talked about this during yes. football. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really funny. It I love really, Adam uh, Scott. It's a really good take on uh, the like the omen. Yeah, the omen type was a demonic kid, and Adam Scott is brilliant. Is like the dad, the stepdad who's desperate to like impress his wife and new kid, <laughs> even though the kids. A horrible shit. evil monster, and he just like he's going bending over back. Like the kid literally buries him <laughs> in a box, and he gets out of the box trying to like find a way to make the kid love him instead of like running away like <laughs> any normal awesome. human movie. It's really funny. And that oh, that has a ton of a uh, ton of good actors in it too. Evangeline Lilly, Lily, yeah, the, she plays she the, mom. the mom. She played the wasp. Yeah, man. it's funny wow. because. Us three fucking Marvel nerds. Oh, she played the Wasp, but like everyone else in the world is like, oh, the chick from Lost. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, I never, really never watched, watched that. Me, me neither. No. Surprising me neither. for a bunch of nerds. I watched the first season and I was like tired of. I watched the first end. like two episodes and I well, was it's, like, it's network TV, so the first season was like twenty four episodes long, and I was like, yeah. by the end of it, I was like, uh, how many more? <laughs> episodes? How many more episodes? <laughs> 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 the way with the cable now is like so yeah. much better. It's like oh, ten, ten episodes, episodes were out, done. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's why the first season of The Walking Dead works because it's six episodes long. I was yeah. having the, then off topic very fast. The best episode of The Walking Dead is that pilot. Oh, the, I think the, this, the last episode of the first season is the best episode where they blow up the CDC. Uh, that is really good. Anyway, sorry. Alex. No, you're fine. Uh, I think that was it. That's a good slate. Yeah, yeah. Little I was, Evil. And I was happy with all four movies: Little Evil, Seven Days in Hell, Tour de Pharmacy. And frequently asked question about time travel. Yes. I don't have my phone, so this is going to be the worst recommendation. But that little evil sounds a little bit like there's a movie 
with um, you're thinking a little Nicky. All the state guys, like the 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 lead actor. Oh yeah, yeah. What the, the fuck? It's called something. Thomas Lennon Lennon Garant rated it. Yeah, or something. It's about, right. like, it just came out. It's about well, no, it's been out for a few years, okay. but it's about like a, a demonic hemorrhoid, and it's fucking awesome. But it's like the same thing. It's like an absurd comedy. Like mixed with a horror movie, it's fucking yeah. fantastic. It, Thomas you, Lennon and uh, Ben Grant—they write like half the shit and half the comedies in Hollywood. They now. have yeah. a really. Funny they were at the Night at the Museums. Yeah, yeah, they've made so much fucking money, but good for them. They're talented. Burning like, Love—is that the name? No. no, it's got like a very like it's like Little Milo. I think that's what it's called. I think it's called Milo. Milo. Uh, I feel like I've seen it on. It's very good. Netflix or Amazon or one of them. Maybe it just showed up on there, and that's why I'm thinking it just Bad came Milo. out. Bad Milo, yeah. I highly recommend I think if you it like... like four years ago. You should watch it. Ken Marino's an Agent Carter? He's in like five episodes of that show. Wasn't that the, the show only six episodes long? The fucking... Marvel thing. Sharon, uh, Sharon Carter? Show? Yeah. I, you know, I never watched he's it, in, even though it's got my girlfriend in it. He's in In a World. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Sean. Uh, I only watched three things. And they're all oh, by uh, Sir Christopher Nolan. Well, it's been like two weeks. I'm even going to watch Inherit Vice, but I just haven't... I want to, like, devote you time... You that you watched Dark Knight Rises, and we can agree that it's a good movie. Yeah, I was going to get to that, Sorry. but, uh... <laughs> no, I want to watch Inherit Vice, but I need to, like, actually sit down and watch it, watch it, not be doing 50 other things. You sit down and watch it, and then give it back to me. Mm, pass. I, um... <laughs> <laughs> just give me back my whole nope. drive, goddammit! Nope. Get another one. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I'm going to agree with Tim Burton about one thing for once oh ever. Oh, my God. What? Is that Bat in the movies is not a particularly interesting character, and it's the shit that orbits around him that makes him interesting. Sure. Okay. And, like, I can see you saying that's a function of the character in the comics, but all those Grant Morrison Batmans are really good because they're super weird, and they really kind of delve into what the psyche of that person would actually be like. Yeah. So I think I kind of want a Grant Morrison Batman movie. I don't even know what that would be. Yeah. Like, what? Who would even? Who would direct that? Mm, David Lynch. Oh, <laughs> uh, Nicholas Winding Refn yeah. would be good. Yeah. Um. So watching them all back to back to back, I think I appreciate the Dark Knight Rises more. I would even say it's like the second best of those movies. I really like that movie. You know, I, I listened to. Well, I know you have Blood Oath and all, but uh, Blood Feud. Blood Feud. Sorry, <laughs> not Oath. Uh, but uh, the cracked. Cracked has a new podcast, well, new-ish, it's been around for a few months now, but it's the Cracked Movie Club, yeah. and they what they do, their whole shtick is they'll take, it's all good movies, first of all, they don't they don't review schlock like we do half the time, um, but they'll take, like, a director, and then they'll just go through, and, like, like they did all of Nolan stuff, yeah. and when they got to Dark Knight Rises, they were, they were right, they are like, when it came out, everybody liked it, and then there was this weird... Like backs yeah. backlash against it, and everybody's like, "Oh no, that movie sucks!" Like, and they're like, "Wait a minute, you guys loved it two weeks ago." I'd say, well, like most Nolan movies, to be honest, it's maybe a little bit too long. That one especially. I can, I can see that, and some of the editing, like most Nolan movies, yeah. is a little off. You know, the there, one, there the, are some like plot chasms in that movie, yeah. but like that's shit that we talk about the weird backlash. That's like Monday morning quarterback film nerd shit. It's not like you're sitting in the movie going, "How did? Why did that take?" Because it's a well-told story. Well, like, the problems... I think the most obvious editing problems in any Nolan movie is in The Dark Knight. Yeah. And honestly, like, I saw that movie in the theater, like, five times. Like, I loved it. Yeah. I was just enthralled. Yeah, 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 I never noticed any of those problems until way later. Like, it with, like, all the internet, like, 
what happened to the Joker after that party? And it's like, oh yeah. But you know what? Even knowing that, yeah. doesn't bother me. No. <laughs> like the same thing, like how does he get back to Gotham after he's in that fucking... Who cares? He's Batman. Yeah. He'll figure something out. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. Um, I mean, that could see... The only thing even in the movie, I was like, what? I was like, man, he spent a lot of time pouring gas on that bridge or whatever he was <laughs> yeah. doing. So... so <laughs> I would even say, like... And I'm not trying to be a contrarian or some kind of like fucking no, no, no. hipster, but sure. I would say Tom Hardy's performance as Bane is just as good as the Heath Ledger performance as the Joker. It's a lot less. Well, I think that has. He's still a lot. We talked about it's two it. Two things. We talked about. Uh, it. I think we talked about Dunkirk. He didn't die. Exactly. Correct. It's two things. It's uh, the, his, the, he's doing everything with his eyes, like because you said in, in Dunkirk he's wearing like does a flight same, mask the whole time, thing, right? Yeah. He's got to express a lot. With that goofy voice and the eyes, like I think the voice is great. I don't care what anybody says. Well, the goofy voice too. I didn't know this actually. It's based on a real person. Thanks to the fucking yeah. cracked movie cast. I knew like, that. You should just ask me. Fuck that me. was Hardy's choice. Yeah, like that was all him. It was based on a real guy, like a boxer or something. See, I didn't know yeah. that. But, but Tom that voice Hardy's is best role, Star Trek Nemesis. Get out. <laughs> Because I am you, Jean Luc. That's why we're both bold. Is Tom for some the best? Like he's the best ever, right? Like, him, he, I don't know he's, he's, he's up there. He's, he's pretty good. He's up there with John Bernthal. Like, who I I've a, decided now is one of the best actors <laughs> in the like, generation. I don't know. Like I don't really give a fuck about that Venom movie, but they're like Tom Hardy's in it. I'm like, yeah, I'm there. Like, here's Opening shirtless. Night. Tom, yeah, of course, shirtless Tom Hardy, okay. Vampire Hunter, whatever that show is. Yeah, I'll watch it. Uh, I get to see his whole. Allow, you saw life. <laughs> you saw life, right? No. The Eddie we, Murphy movie? No, 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 no. No, the the no I haven't seen it. No, we talked about it? it. Did we talk about it on the show? No, I think you and God you saw it. So I saw it. I really liked it. So the central premise of that movie is this, like, black goo alien thing that collects the life. Yeah. So there's a rumor. So you know how this Venom movie came out of nowhere and that they're it's like, like, it's coming out next year? That life is like a prequel to... Yes. Wow. Ooh. That's the rumor. Because they're both Sony movies and they're like... That would be interesting. So, like, so somebody asked Sony about it and they're like, oh, we can't really talk about that. I'm like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> that's that's nuts. fucking that's bold. weird as shit. Yeah. And it, by the, so it sounds ridiculous, but the, the end of the movie... Oh, I don't I guess... Spoilers. spoilers. The, I'd rather you spoil it at the, this point since you. Yeah. The movie's really good. I really like the movie. It's an alien remake, but it's yeah. good. Um, like the fucking alien looks like a big black piece of goo. So yeah. it's like, it, when somebody told me that, I was like, oh shit, because it would make sense because that fucking Venom movie got announced. It's like Tom Hardy's Venom, and it's coming out next summer. Yeah. It's like what the fuck, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like might, anyway, get a lot sorry. Of let's. I love those Batman movies. Yeah, um, I mean, love them bats. There's a couple things. All three of us love those. Yeah, movies, right. Yeah, like, like that Batman Begins was out of nowhere for me. I remember seeing that in the theater and expecting like almost nothing. Yeah, and it's so it was good. like they let the memento. This is my exact thought: was the memento guys making a Batman movie? Right. I'm gonna go see it. Like, and it was really good. Um, there's a man. I don't know if it's just Christopher Nolan like has a hard time directing women or something, but he's got there's a woman lead problem in those movies. K Holmes. I don't know why they would have cast Katie Holmes in a movie, it's period. he's got this weird fetish for big-eyed, brown-haired girls, or dark-haired She's girls. She's bad. Maggie Gyllenhaal's bad. It would have been better if it was that chick that, chick that ended up being Talia Al Ghul. Yeah. She's a good actress. Yeah, yeah she's uh, good. Marianne Coltier, Coltier, who we bring up on the show so much. <laughs> we brought well, her she's up. She's like so- a 10 on the Lion Camps, yeah. too. Oh, she's... Yeah, Little French films. I haven't uh, talked to the Langen camps in a while. She's beautiful. I tried to explain that to like a normie the other day about the Langen camp scale at a Momoa. It was pretty fun. No, it's not. 
<laughs> like everything again, everything orbiting Christian Bale in those movies pretty much is great. Besides them, I mean, well, and Christian Bale's good too. He's oh serviceable. No way, no, he's good, dude. He's good in those movies. He brings a level to that character. Like he is exactly what. See, I think you're discrediting his performance for what he's actually doing. I mean, like, he's a guy that has no interest in... Like, he is Batman. He yeah, has no interest in I being know, Bruce I Wayne. I know, I get it. I get what they're going for. And it's perfect. Like, that's fucking the Bruce Wayne of the comics. It's a hard-edged Bruce Wayne. I love it. I think that he's... I think he's fine. Nah, I disagree. Okay, that's fair. I think you're disagree. a fucking idiot. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. They brought all that to his John Connor performance, too. Maybe that's poison me against that's Christian not, Bale. I mean, that was pretty bad. Who, who would have been good in that fucking movie? Tom With Hardy. that fucking script? Tom Hardy. In that direction? John Bernthal. No. J.K. Simmons. I don't think either one. <laughs> actually, you got me there. Ben Simmons. Anything else you want to say about the, the Dark Knight no, trilogy? I'll watch um, them. I know you got some stuff to talk about, did, so let's uh, get into... So, so you did... Before... Let me ask you one question before sure. we move on. So, how did you would did your ranking of those three films change after the review? Yeah, one and two flip or one and three flip flop. Wow. Okay. I don't think it. I don't think and you're allowed to like whatever you like, whatever. But I don't think objectively, like if you're being really honest, that you could say either the the, the book and movies is better than the second one. The second one's like a legitimate masterpiece it's movie. Very good. Yeah. And the Joker is the joke. Like, yeah. he's one of the most iconic... It's a very showy part, too, so he gets to kind of do his I thing. I think, like, I'm glad you brought that yeah. one back up, because comparing Bane and him, I mean, again, it's way more yeah. grandiose, yeah. and you can do more as And it should Joker. be. The Joker should be a larger-than-life, and shouldn't be a, he shouldn't be a weird mob enforcer. I mean, everybody gets to have their own take on everything, sure. right? But, but I also think But the that idea that Jared Leto has never seen... The Dark Knight is No, no, no. Absurd. That's not what he said. He said he saw it, okay. but he saw it once, uh-huh. and he, he never rewatched it when he got cast in the Joker. But that's one of those performances you only need to see once. Yeah. Plus, it's like so much in the... Well, I also don't believe him. It's like in the lexicon. Everybody... Well, I and I think that, like, even as much as I, I really think it's... I think like, my favorite scene in that movie, not to keep stepping on no, you, no, no, no. is when uh, Ledger kidnaps the journalist, and he's doing... Yeah. And oh, he's like, Okay, that so, scene. Well, another little piece of inside baseball about that movie. Yeah. So that whole scene, the look at me scene yeah. and all that, how it's hand cammed and all. So Nolan didn't shoot that. Oh yeah. Nolan Ledger is, shot it. Nolan is notorious for fucking needing to be on set. Like, uh, yeah. I was talking to Sean uh, off the air, analog, <laughs> and uh, IRL. So in Batman Begins, he never had a second unit director, yeah. which it is, is crazy, absolutely insane, especially yeah. in a huge budget movie like that. And as he got a bigger budget yeah. and things, he finally, like, rescinded and got second yeah. unit directors. But Ledger came to him with that scene in the script, and he's like, look, I have some, a few ideas, and Nolan was like, yeah, sure, go with it. Yeah. So fucking Heath Ledger shot all that and, crazy... And I think that's my favorite scene in and the And it's movie. fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's so fucking good. And I think that, like, you know, we talked about, obviously, we've talked a couple of times with uh, Big Trouble in Little Tokyo, or uh, Showdown in Little Tokyo... Yeah. And the crow, what a shame it was that, that Brandon Lee passed away. Yeah, and because he was such a talent and, and a guy that was just burgeoning on like a great career. Yeah, like I, I think it's not even a, a slight jump to say you know if he lived past the crow, I think he would have been a big movie star. Yeah. I mean he was great. I think there's a little bit of the crow in that performance. A, a little too, bit. Yeah. yeah, and I think that Heath Ledger, while he had a lot more success before, you know, Dark Knight, yeah. I think that that was a. A transformative role. Right. I mean, 
I pers- two best movies. Both I'll be honest. Like I'm not going to sit here and, and, and teach. I like ten things I hate teach about you. Revisionist history. Nice tale. No. Nice tale. No. I hated Heath Ledger. This is going to be a weird argument for two grown men to get into, but Ten Things I Hate About You is a better movie than A Night's Tale. <laughs> I tend to hate about you is a really good movie. I'm not going to sit here and, and 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 change the way I... I remember when they announced Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker, I was like, this is awful. Yeah, it's I, a terrible choice. This guy sucks. I can't stand him. He's a fucking pretty boy. Because it was like what, Paul Bettany was the kind yeah. of front runner. And like, I'm like, this is garbage. And you know what? He shut me up. Yeah. He was amazing. And, you know, I think that it would have opened a lot more doors for him. And it is a shame that, you know, what happened to him. Yeah, he brought such a weird perspective. Something I never would have thought of myself. And, and you know, as much as, as, as we all here always make fun of like guys like, like Leto and, and Vincent D'Onofrio, because yeah. they always got to do something weird with their fucking yeah. voice. The voice thing works with the Joker. Well, yeah, for that Tom Waits interview. It's perfect, though. It's, like, perfect. <laughs> Did you ever hear that? I'll have to play it for oh, okay. you. Yeah. So, the thing is, like, I don't know. As somebody that's, like, a diehard, especially a Batman fan, I've read so many Batman comics, and I love the Joker. And, like, to me, you know, there's there's so many incarnations of both of those characters. And you're going to see all of them this summer from Warner Brothers Pictures. <laughs> Seriously. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, throughout the decades, yeah. there's different takes on the character. And I would say that the, the Jack Nicholson is, in a weird way, kind of the Bob Kane version in a lot of ways. Because yeah. he's silly and, like, I don't really... I, I mean, he's really Jack Nicholson. It's the, right. That's my problem with that character. But the Ledger is, like... I feel like he is the fucking Joker right out of Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Like, he is fucking unhinged right. and terrifying. And he I doesn't just, bring as much of the homosexuality as in Arkham, which I would have appreciated. Well, that... Yeah, true. But I just, I don't know. You I know think, you would, buddy. <laughs> I, I, it up. I love it, and I think it's great. And I think that movie's great. I think all three of those movies are great. And I watch Wait it. for Cerebro or X-Men gay basketball <laughs> movie. But anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> Who hasn't talked about their movies? <laughs> Cerebro. <laughs> I haven't talked about my movies, have I? No. no. I watched three movies. <coughs> three movies? Trace Glaces. One movie that affected me, not so much. One movie I thought was pretty good. Yeah. One movie that I got really mad about. What order do you want me to tell them? Uh, save the one that you're going to go on the rant on for last, because I don't think we got a whole whole lot to talk about with the... Fair enough. Alright, we'll go with the one that didn't affect me that much. I thought it was pretty good. I saw the Batman Lego movie. Yeah. It is delightful. Um, it is everything that you want from a movie like that. Like, it's very light. It has a lot of in-jokes for us, like, comic nerds. Like, a ton. Yeah. Like, more than I expected. Um, it's full of great people. It's basically all the, like, kind of Apatow kind of yeah. characters. You know, Will Arnett, Michael Sarah, C. Uh, Tates. C. Tates, um, uh, Jonah Hill. It's fun to listen. It's fun as guys like us who watch a lot of comedies with yeah. those g- actors. And you're like, oh, what voice is that? Like, oh, that's Jermaine Clement. Right. Oh, that's this and that. And it's, it's got a central plot that I'm not joking, and I already told you guys this, but for those of you at home, the central plot of the Batman Lego movie is the homosexual relationship between Batman and the Joker, and I'm not <laughs> kidding at all. And it's really funny. But like the regular Lego movie, I'm sitting here watching it going, a child is not going to find this funny. <laughs> now, they're probably going to like the animation and like everything else. But I thought it was great. I don't think it's like, you know, it's not like, you know, the most amazing movie I ever saw. But it's light and it's fun. 
And the Bane... Oh, fucking Garfunkel and Oates are in the movie, too. Yeah, it's great. And the Bane, the Bane is great because he's three times the size of all the other characters, <laughs> but he still talks like this. Like, it's awesome. Who does Bane? I can't remember. It's somebody... You got the idea oh, yeah, of... I'm going through. It's somebody funny. Is, I, is anybody else excited for the Ninjago? I, the trailer looks hilarious. Lloyd! It's just Lloyd, Dad! <laughs> Doug Benson. Doug Benson. Oh, Jason okay. Manzoukas is in it. Yeah. He, oh, I love him. Who does he play? Scarecrow? Scarecrow, Ooh, yeah. Zoe Kravitz's picture is tremendous. Uh, Rosario Dawson's in it. She plays yeah. Barbara Gordon. Oh, she's gorgeous. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Her um, stepdad's Jason Momoa. That's got to be tough on her. Yeah, right. <laughs> tough on him. That's, that's <laughs> some brazzer porn right there. But uh, anyway, uh, what else did I watch? I watched It. It. Stephen King's It. I... Really liked it a lot. It movie to review. <laughs> Shit movie. I like I said on Facebook. I really wish I hated it because I wanted. I had the review ready in my head. Stephen King's It more like Stephen King. Shit. No, it's awesome. I enjoyed that movie a lot. It's a movie that uh, it, it shocked me how polarizing polarizing it was. I got home and people were like, "Oh, I didn't like all the fucking." The fucking, like, jump cuts and all this shit. I'm like, well, it's a modern horror movie. That yeah. shit's in there. Like, I, uh, I, you know, I really liked it. I think that the strong, the, the, the strong points of the film for me was I really liked the portrayal of Pennywise uh, because in the original TV show, which sucks, by the way. Everybody loves it so much, yeah. but it's garbage. I'm sorry. Did they do Bro Him tribute? Excuse me? I don't know. It was a Pennywise song. Oh, uh, no. It's... <laughs> Oh, the <laughs> punk band. Uh, yeah. It, I only know their songs from uh, Top Skater. Fair enough. Anybody? Um, but, uh... Yeah, that, I think they had All My Friends Are Metalheads by Less Than Jake. <laughs> it's a great game. Uh, but anyway, uh, no, what, what I liked about it was Pennywise, they made him... So Pennywise in the book, if you don't know, is essentially a Cthulhu. Yeah. Like, he's an elder monster from, like, outside the universe. They and can he only just, be defeated by kids fucking each other. Yeah, they took that out. But uh, he basically is a, like this elder god that lives off of fear. Yeah. So he's he's only a clown because people are scared of clowns, basically. That's just like one kind... It's like a contact situation, right. you know? And in this movie, they make him look like a legit monster. Like, they do this thing <laughs> that I really like where they keep fucking with his eyes. And, like, he'll be talking to somebody... But his eyes are like slowly separating, and it's just so fucking like it's very. It's this movie isn't the most subtle movie ever, but stuff like that is like that's just a really smart design yeah. choice. Like that's something where like somebody's like, we want to make people uncomfortable before the big bah! moment. You know what I mean? And <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Like, and I I think that the other thing that this movie does amazingly well is all the kids are really good. I don't know what happened. Where everybody was comparing it to Stranger Things. Yeah, I mean, one kid is from Stranger Things, so it's gonna happen. But well, no, just that like the kids are actually like no, well portrayed. Well, and I think in in both of those cases, you have a group of kid actors that are really good and really believable. And I don't understand where what happened because it used to be kid actor movie. Oh God, like this is gonna be a fucking disaster. Or it's gonna be really dumbed down. You know, it's going to be like the Mighty Ducks, where it's like, yeah. it's a movie for children. But these kids are great, they're believable, their language is appropriate for the 80s, so they say the F word a few times, which I appreciate. They go back to the 90s F word? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I really like the movie a lot. I think it takes all the best parts, it's more accurate to the book, but it doesn't 
focus on the shitty parts of the book, which there are a lot of. Um, but I, I really liked it. I I uh, I recommend it a lot. As far as Stephen King's adaptations goes, uh, Stephen King's adaptation. That Stephen King's uh, filmed adaptation. <laughs> okay. Barring the Darabonts, this is like right behind it. Like this is like top five. So it's like below the miss. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, it's not. It doesn't compare. Like I said, the, I think the Darabont stuff is untouchable for me. Anyway, I, I love all those movies, yeah. but uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I don't think that they're going to stick the landing. I think the adult part is going to be too hard to pull off. I don't think you're going to find actors that are as likable and gel as well as these kids. Yeah, in the adult part, I think the adult part is going to drag, and I think the adult part is going to be. It's going to feel like every other contemporary fucking horror. Will they move the gangbang to the adult part? Oh, is that confirmed? No, I'm asking. What do you think? Oh, they're going to take that out completely. Boo. I think. I don't know. Kitty gangbang? I will say that the girl that plays Beverly (laughs) is the best actor in the whole movie. Oh, yeah? And I don't know who she is, but she was... I can't remember her name, but she was great. And, you know, something I'm about to get into that I appreciate is that... You know, in the book, there's subtext that her dad, like, Fuck sexually her, molested yeah. her and stuff. And that's in the movie, but it's not... I don't think it's as hammered... It's not like Nightmare on Elm Street or something, where it's no. like, give daddy some sugar. I just... I really, really liked it. I mean, there's a scene, right, where... So, she, like, cuts her hair, like, early on, where she, she starts at the movie, she's got yeah. long hair, like most, you know, young girls. But there's a scene where her dad's, like... Her dad is menacing, but not, like... Like, yeah. like you don't really know what's going on yet. You just know he's you could, he could be violent. You don't know what's going on. And he's like you're still daddy's girl, right? And she has something that happens to her, and then she like cuts her hair, and like that alone is like yeah. really cool and like you know symbolic of what she's going through. And then later on, that comes back like and attacks her, which right. is interesting. Like I, I liked a lot of the little things that this movie did. I I really enjoyed it quite a bit, and I recommend it to anybody that's like a it, it's kind of a. Uh, it's the best kind of throwbacky horror movie. It's like kind of like what we're going to talk about with the accountant, where okay. it's like it's a throwback, but it's contemporized in all the right ways. Yeah, and I loved. I I really liked it a lot. I uh, I'm surprised at the the equal <clears throat> amount of love and hate that the movie's getting because I I really didn't pick up on it. Like I the p- things that people are bitching about, I don't understand. Like oh well, it's. It's full of too much loud music and like it's like it's not Saul like yeah I, I don't know anyway I really enjoyed it go see it I it gets a big thumbs up from TJ and I read the book for all you stupid people the book sucks <laughs> the book is not very good it's got it's like most Stephen King stuff it is has its cool moments but it's super uneven and it's full of stuff that he did while he's high on coke like and it's having a turtle very long super long a turtle shits the universe into existence in that book yeah let's not forget that. I'm not kidding. It actually happens. And now you know the rest of the story. All right. Well, let's talk about Darren Aronofsky's mother. Yeah. So I saw Darren Aronofsky's mother. Thank you. Um, let's. You want to talk about your history with Darren Aronofsky briefly? Thank you. Yeah. I I needed you to guide me through this because okay. I have been. I saw this movie on if Sunday. If Sean wasn't helping, TJ would be shaking in anger, <laughs> saying allegory over and over and over. <laughs> <laughs> and your name is very close to Allegory. Alec Gory. I'm like, no. Dude, that could be like your, your fucking like monster name. The you could fuck were you not listening like ten minutes ago when I was like, okay. 
What, that was like his vampire name? No, that's his when he's uh, writing horror reviews oh, for shit. birth movies death. He has to change his Twitter handle to at Alec Gory. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, I plan did all those things. Uh, you can always start. You ever write any of those things? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 I actually like that website. Yes, it was. I was just being mean. Um, <laughs> um, so, Darren Aronofsky. I think that this podcast has shown that I'm a pretty big fan of Darren, Ar- Darren Aronofsky. I think The Fountain is in my top ten all-time films. Yeah. I almost had a fucking emotional breakdown when we reviewed it. Yeah, that's the closest I've come to crying in a movie in a while. I love that movie. I think that movie is utter genius. No, could have watched The Night's Tale. <laughs> could have been crying. Been crying you know what the last movie I actually like cried cried was? Mm. Radio. For real? Yeah. And they give him the jacket, oh, yeah. he's like, it for me? I was like, oh. Hold on, I, my cat looks like she's smelling to pee. Don't pee over there. Okay. There you go, go the last, the last movie I cried at was last summer when we rewatched Guardians. Yeah. The first Guardians. Okay. Speaking of cat piss. <laughs> no, Let's review Mother. I, 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 uh, I even, I like pie. Yeah. I, we all like we pie. All decided we all decided pie over cake all day. It's much I, far I, superior to cake. I enjoyed... Requiem for a Dream. I know that I agree with Sean, though. It is. I've watched it recently. It's still a very young man's movie, yeah. and I do agree with you on that. But I still think it's effective. But I think it's it's almost it's almost effective for the wrong reasons. Yeah. It's almost like a modern day reefer madness because it's so over the top. Yeah. And its lack of subtlety is something I used to think was really cool, and now. That I'm an, a weary, worn old man. <laughs> I'm like now I'm seeing through the cracks, right? Right. Like I'm seeing that it's got Fight Club syndrome, or as <laughs> this movie called The Goonies Derivation. It's like every year you get farther away from it, the more it starts to come apart. Yeah, but I still I still defend Fight Club. But I think that I what I used to think is cool about Aronofsky and like interesting is now I just find it really derivative. <laughs> derivative, like <laughs> like frankly. <laughs> But I just find it, I do, I find it, like, very tiresome, and, like... I think I had, unfortunately, he's made two le- movies I would consider legitimate masterpieces. Well, and I haven't even gotten to The Wrestler, yeah. that's one of the other ones, right? It's like, The Wrestler's great. But he didn't write that. But he didn't write that, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I thought Black Swan is fine. Black Swan is literally, like, a five for me. Yeah. Like, I think it's well done, it's technically well done, though... It is a blatant ripoff of an anime film called Perfect Blue, which is a masterpiece, and it's super fucking shady. If you're not familiar, I'll give you a very quick crash course in that movie. He wanted to make a Perfect Blue remake, which he also stole shots from that in Requiem for a Dream. Remember that scene where... Ass to ass? No. What's the chick's name in that movie? Then no. Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Remember that scene where she's in the bathtub and she puts her head down and yeah. screams under the water? That's in Perfect Blue. Oh, okay. Like, exactly in Perfect Blue. Yeah. He wanted to remake Perfect Blue for America. Uh, I forget the name of the creator of Perfect Blue. He was like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And Steve Japanimation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's pronounced Japanimation. Uh, like, I was thinking about that last night. Like, I used to always just say Japanimation, but is it supposed to be, like... Is there supposed to be a hyphen between the first three letters and the other one? Ooh. Is it supposed to be pronounced like that? No, nope. I, I don't uh, I don't think so. Okay. But uh, anyway, he wanted to make a remake. They said no. And basically what happened was he... He just did it anyway. Well, yeah. He just kind of changed it around a little bit and did it anyway. Yeah. And I think that makes Black Swan a lesser movie. 
I think that it's real fucked up. And I think, again, Black Swan and, and my buddy Anthony was the first person to be like, I, I didn't, I, when I first saw it, it didn't really hit me. But then he's like, dude, that movie is just like pounding you over the head with its fucking allegory. And I was like, I watched it the second time. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And that's, then Noah came out. Yeah. And Noah is a huge piece of shit. I, I think we've talked about that movie on the show before. I think it came very close to being in maybe the worst yeah. thing I ever saw, but I vetoed it because it's so fucking We also would have had two Aronofsky movies. Yeah. Um, it was always next year. Two Aronofsky's, The Green Lantern, and... Um, well, no, we didn't have an Aronofsky. Oh, we did. Yeah, because yeah, Gogs, yeah. Gogs is stupid ass said that <laughs> The Fountain was the worst thing he ever saw. Man, he's regretting that pick now right. after watching Sinister Squad. <laughs> but... Anyway, so I guess I guess to summarize and, and to, to make a long story much briefer, as I wish. I Do you want to not go back and watch The Fountain because of his recent work? Do you want to no, like distance yourself? I still from love that movie. I can't help myself. But uh, to answer Sean's question, a half hour later, my relationship with his films is spotty. I mean, I used to love him, and ever since Black oh, Swan, yeah, ever since Black Swan, I just don't care about his work, and it's gotten worse and worse. And Mother is. Without hyperbole, and again, this is obviously just my opinion, I, I actually went over it with Sean. I have seen, in 2017, just 2017 films alone, I've seen 21 movies. Jesus Christ. This is so far, I don't even have a number two. Mother is the worst film I've seen this year, and there is no way there's going to be anything worse than this. Huh. This movie is the worst, this is like, I, do you have the numbers on what the mother cost? Was it like sixty million dollars? Uh, stand by. Sixty million. I'm trying to gather the age I'm, difference I'm between Aronofsky and Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, it's got to be twenty one years. years. Thirty million. Thirty million. Still a lot. Yeah. This is a thirty million dollar student film. Um, this is the most pretentious piece of horseshit I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot, and I've seen a lot of like bad art films. This is worse than all of them. It's worse than and Southland Tales. You know what this is? This is. Is it worse than Southland Tales? Yes. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> yes. And let me tell you what. Th- but l- let me get to my other analogy real quick. Yeah. This is Saint Anger the movie. Ooh. Because Metallica spent a billion dollars making <laughs> drums that sound like fucking garbage cans, and Darren Aronofsky spent thirty million dollars to tell you a story about the Bible that you already fucking know. Yeah. And it's so fucking bad. I don't even know where to begin with how bad it is. But I'll just say this. It is, like Southland Tales, it is just a biblical retelling, which is tired as all fuck. Yeah. And the thing is that there's nothing... It's one thing to be like... I mean, there's so many stories that are like based... Yeah. The the foundation is is in a biblical story, but then you you branch off from that, right? Um, It's one thing to, to base something off of something but then go somewhere else like a good example of that would be oh brother where art thou yeah i absolutely adore that or something that's homer's odyssey yeah Odyssey. okay same difference but so what they did was they took 10 things i hate about you is the taming of the shrew taming of the shrew exactly and a nice tale a nice tale the canterbury uh, tales yeah a nice tale is uh of mice and men but uh (laughs) the canterbury tales chaucer is it yeah it's chaucer he's in it read a book you son of a bitch i've never actually seen it um you, you, I've seen enough. I am <laughs> taken aback. 
<laughs> you smash that movie all the time. You've never even seen it. Smash and dash. Um, dash okay. and dash. But you take something like God damn it. like Homer's Odyssey, <laughs> and you do something with yeah. it. But the, the problem with this movie is, and I'll, again, I've already talked about it too much. They Darren Aronofsky just has this allegory to tell you, but has nothing else to tell you. Yeah. The movie starts out with a, a movie. The movie starts out with a story about a problem couple. The artist who is Javier Bardeen and his wife yeah. in this house in the middle of nowhere. And how the husband doesn't pay any attention to his wife. And then there's two strangers in the house. And Javier Bardeen only wants to pay attention to them. And then all these other people come in the house. And Jennifer Lawrence is like, get out of my house. Blah, 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 blah. And then... One personal space. Two new more personal exactly. space. Then the movie stops. And all this crazy shit happens. And then the movie ends. Yeah. It Basically what happens is... The allegory falls apart, so he doesn't know where to go, so he's just like, oh, crazy shit. Now yeah. everybody's going to remember all this crazy shit, and everybody's going to be like, oh, it's so deep, it's so meaningful. No, it's not. It's so fucking base level. Here's some, here, spoiler alerts real quick. For go, the Bible. Spoilers for the Bible. Spoilers for the Bible and for Mother. <laughs> so, right now, if you give a fuck about Mother, don't listen to this. Jennifer Lawrence, Mother Earth. Fucking Javier Berdeen is God. Ed Harris is Adam. Michelle Pfeiffer is Eve. Uh... Dom Hall Gleason is Abel, and his brother is Cain, and Where then people are people. Yeah. So, when you see the first two people that show up... Oh, and the house is fucking Earth. Yeah. If you couldn't figure that fucking out. So, when the first two people show up to Earth, Adam and Eve, then their kids show up, and one of them goes... That, Mom never loved me as much as you and kills the other one. What the fuck story do you think they're talking about? We get it! That's the movie. Every time in the fucking theater, I was rolling my eyes. I wanted to scream at the screen, hoping it would fucking reach fucking Darren Aronofsky banging probably some 14-year-old somewhere. <laughs> fucking. This movie Allegedly. Is, we get it, the movie. Like, he... It's one thing to make a movie full of fucking symbolism and allegory. It's another thing to just pound it in your fucking head. And I said this on Facebook for the benefit of people that don't follow my Facebook. Because it is a benefit. The people that are fans of this movie, please stop saying that, like, people that aren't fans don't get it, or they're stupid, or whatever. You are not a genius for figuring out the simplest fucking allegory I've ever seen. It's it's surface level. And you know what is even worse? Fucking Aronofsky comes out in interviews, and is like, oh yeah, that's what this means. Yeah. That's what this means. You know how TJ loves that? Yeah. You know who, what director that sounds like? Richard Kelly! <laughs> Doesn't David Lynch do that? No! <laughs> he never does that! David Lynch doesn't talk about shit! That's why he's amazing! David Lynch! I love son. that fucking Eraserhead interview. It's like, uh, Eraserhead's my most spiritual film. Care to elaborate? No! no. <laughs> David Lynch had the greatest interview I saw. And it was before... This was like after Inland Empire, which again, I'm not a fan of, but whatever. Fuck it. But like, he's like, everybody wants me to talk about the movie. But he's like, the movie came out. The movie is talking about the movie. (laughs) Don't ask me. And Aronofsky... So, Aronofsky, for press screenings of this movie, released a fucking, like, four-page packet, like an essay, (laughs) to give to reviewers about the process of making this fucking movie. Fuck you, Aronofsky. Also. (laughs) So, the... uh, Just... uh, It hurts. This movie is so fucking bad. Would you be as mad if somebody else made it? Yes. Okay. It's not him. But, 
No, it, but that's not the extra little like twist in the knife, though. That it's, it's some... the betrayal. <laughs> because I do think he's, <laughs> I do think he's talented, man. Like I, when I not when lately. I tell you that the Fountain is one of my favorite movies, and I think it's a movie that that clearly for me, and I think is with... Darren Aronofsky the film equivalent of Ibaldo Jimenez? Yeah, no. <laughs> Like, no, a great he's the, year, he, a great what, did I, what did I say the other day? He is the uh, he, he's the art house version of Zack Snyder because that's what he does. He just <laughs> hey, remember Watchmen's really cool when everybody punches each other and breaks each other's arms? No, that's not the part of Watchmen I like. Oh yeah, check this out! <laughs> like that's exactly what he does. Like it's just I it, I just he. What's the last good movie he's, or movie you like that he's made? The Wrestler. The Wrestler. When did that come out? Like a wa- ten years ago, now? three movies ago for him. Let's just. We can't hear you. Where are you going? Give me a drink. Um, like it feels like he hasn't made a good movie in a long time. He hasn't. And Noah and this are absolutely horrendous. And the the weird thing about Mother, I mean, there's a lot of weird things, but one of the weirdest things I think is that in a lot of ways. It feels like a sequel to Noah. The wrestler came out right after you left that townhouse you guys lived in Columbia because we watched a work print of it on yeah. your fucking PlayStation 3. Jesus Christ. Darren Aronofsky looks like David Arquette. He looks like David Ayer in the new interviews. He's got the shaved tail. So, just like him. The other thing about this is that you asked me if somebody else directed this, would I still have a big problem with it? And the answer is no, but I will say that since this movie has come out and I've watched... See, I never really... I don't really know much about Darren Aronofsky. Like, I never really read any interviews with him yeah. or watched anything. He's on a couple of special features on, like, Pi and uh, and, and, and the uh, Requiem DVDs. But, like, that's really it. So I don't really have a... I don't really know him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't mean You don't have, him. like, a personal relationship with him. No, but you know what I mean. No, that, like, that's what I mean, though. Like, when you get into somebody and you start reading their bio and you go sure, through all this sure. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, with this movie, he just seemed... not only, so So it's two layers, right? Because... I disagree with a lot of people that say this movie is like super deep and there's like a lot of different meanings because there's not. There's like basically one. But, well, one and a half. Because you could also read it as a very autobiographical movie because in a lot of ways this feels like a vanity project for him to put his new girlfriend in and he's the fucking creative genius that's so hard to be around and look at this fucking amazing woman that I have. Yeah. And women, because he's run through a few of them. Yeah. Well, the, I can't really, I, I guess it's giving it away, but the whole movie is cyclical, right? Yeah. So it Time's opens a flat circle. It opens up with this woman that's like, uh, what's the word? Like, she's in, she's, she's like covered in flame, right? Yeah. That woman looks like Rachel Weisz. Yeah. I don't know if it is Rachel Weisz, but it looks a lot like her. Burning her in And then by the time the movie ends, he burns through Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence, too, and there's a new woman that takes her place. Yeah. So it's like, hmm, that's kind of fucked up. Like, but here's the thing, now, I know this is gonna sound weird coming from me, because I'm, like, the world's biggest pervert, but, like, Jennifer Lawrence in this movie is, like, the very first time you see her, she's in a very sheer top, and you can yeah. see her tits, like, right through, which is great. I love yeah. it. But, like, as somebody that's, like, objectively looking at this film, I was like, is that really necessary? Like, do you really mean that? Like, check my girlfriend's tits. Well, the other movie. thing is check that like, there's like a <laughs> there's like a running bit in the movie where every new character wants to fuck her. Yeah, and I mean, again, I mean, that's very true. I life. get that. I understand. Well, I'm like, 
like TJ's penis level, I understand it. But at the same time, like when you understand that, no, what you don't understand is that it means people are trying to rape the Earth. Earth. No, I get it. No, yeah. no, what you'll get is. <laughs> but like the thing is, like it's like on the on the uh, on sort of a meta level when you're dealing with a guy that's dating this woman. Yeah. It's like it's creepy as shit. It's just like that's yeah. Just... Well, at least it's not his daughter. Dario. Yeah, it's, yeah, but at least Dario Argento just makes flat out awful movies from Jump. You don't expect anything from Dracula 3D. All right, the last thing I'll say about this movie is I give it an A plus. Because I'm, I, I've, I know I've already, out of 10. I've already talked about this movie way too much, and I'm sorry to bore everybody, including everybody in the room. But I keep reading articles about how Paramount, Paramount Pictures. This is a wide release. That's yeah. that's something that also should be should be put out there. This movie wasn't put out in like 500 theaters. This was a wide release. Yeah. This, this is the same studio that put out Transformers this year. Um, the movie's tanking. The movie's not making any money. As a surprise to no one. But Paramount came out and released a statement like we're behind this movie and you know, Netflix is is lauded for when they tell a story that nobody else will tell, and we think that it's important to make films like this. Da 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 da. And all the articles I've read are like, "Wow, we should give you know Paramount a round of applause for fucking supporting this film." And da 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 da. And it's important that that experimental films get made like this. And here's what I got to say about that. I agree that like experimental films should be made. Sure. But at the same time, do you really feel the Paramount's, like, their goals are, are altruistic? Do you think that they fucking really feel that way? Or do they just, they're just stuck with this movie? Yeah. What are they going to say? Yeah, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> like, sorry, we got to ditch this movie. Yeah, our bad. Sorry, guys. Like, what the fuck do you expect them to say? Yeah. And secondly, and more damningly in my opinion, a lot of people's problem with this movie, and sort of my problem as well, I didn't know anything about this movie until I saw It. Yeah. And there was a trailer for this movie before It. The trailer was very good. Yeah. The trailer was excellent. The trailer reminded me of a serious version of the Edgar Wright short from Grindhouse Don't. Yeah. Because it was like, you'll remember where you were when you saw Mother. Like, yeah. And they showed all these like crazy images, and it's like, when you... It, they had a tagline that I, I loved. There was like... When this movie is over, go to the box office and buy your ticket for Mother next week. Yeah. I was like, that's fucking yeah. awesome. But the, they framed the movie like it was this fucking weird twist horror movie. Yeah. That Which it is was, what I thought it was, just from the poster. Exactly. It's, yeah. It was plain to see that's what they wanted people to think. If Paramount was that fucking confident in this movie, they would have framed it like an Oscar contender. Yeah. Like they'd expect it not to make $60 million. Right. But no. They framed... They, this is what happened. They knew what they had. They knew it was a fucking terrible movie that they couldn't market to anybody except for fucking art school kids right. that want to act like they're fucking smart. So they're like, fuck, what do we do? Well, let's cut it like it's a fucking horror movie so we'll get people that like Jennifer Lawrence and fucking hopefully it'll work yeah. out. That's what they did. If they were that supportive of the movie, they wouldn't have made a trailer that tricked people into seeing the movie. Also, you can tell it's pretentious because Mother's not capitalized. It has an exclamation point. Yeah. Well, well, I'm sure you'll appreciate this, Sean. If you go to the credits of that film, yeah. I don't know if you did already. No. But, like, Jennifer Lawrence is credited as, like, her. Yeah. And Javier Bardem is him. It's like, ugh, God. Like, give me a break. Like, it's... They don't have names. Like, I hated this movie. If you want to see this movie, don't. I hated this movie so much. And 
I said it to go I, see Hard Cuck Justice. I, I said it to Sean. I really wish that there was hard a cuck justice. I really wish there was a camera on me as I was watching this movie because I was by myself and Shocker. I was moving like I was like I was like audibly like going <sighs> and like I, I was doing like the the te- I was rolling my eyes so much. I'm surprised they didn't just fall right Did you out of my double head. thumbs down. No, you weren't there. Oh. <laughs> I wish you were there. I was. That's my favorite. I, <laughs> my favorite moment of Batman versus Superman has to be Sean was probably three seats down from me. <laughs> But, like, every time something stupid was said, I just turned over a little bit to Sean and hit the double thumbs down. <laughs> we're, we were so, like, normally we behave well at movies, but, like, I was over audibly, like, yeah. doing this. God just texted Alec about how terrible the movie is. Like, as like for the play. first, like, 40 minutes of the movie, I was on a date. I'm getting texts from Gogs. Basically a play-by-play of what's going on. So the last one he sent was Dream Sequence inside of Dream Sequence. <laughs> Yeah, that still doesn't make any sense. But yeah, don't go see Mother. Don't listen to people that say Don't go see Batman and Superman. No. I'd rather see it than Mother. Oof. Oof. So. Mother. One, final To be thing. clear, this is not the Glenn Danzig documentary. The reason that Southland Tales is better than Mother, mm. the rocks in And I enjoyed parts of Southland Tales just discussing it with you guys. Yeah. Like pimps don't commit suicide. Yeah. And, and all that stuff. And monkey souls can't handle time like, travel. But you know, <laughs> I mean, that's a fact. That's a fact. I mean, it is a fact. I just, it's, if you write everything that happens down on paper and mother, you're like, wow, that sounds awesome. But then in practice, it's like, no, it's just two hours of Jennifer Lawrence going, get out of my house, and then 30 minutes of insanity. Like, no thanks. So we watched a movie. Yeah, sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I no, really it's good. Sorry. That was only 22 minutes. I, I should have, I, I said this before we recorded, but I should have... When I got home that day, I should have recorded a solo show because I could have gone an hour just how mad I was. Is it worse than we we are the flesh? No. Okay. But close. <laughs> if I saw that movie. if I saw we are th- I don't man you know what? <laughs> Did that come out this year? No, last okay. year. Yeah, you know what, Sean? God, that is fucking. T- that's like a. That's like. If you want to kill TJ, lock him in a double feature with that. Those two movies and a handgun. I ain't coming out. That's tough, man. Is that all we had to do this whole time? Yeah. Well, pretty much just a handgun on most days. But man. oh, We Are the Flesh came out this year. So what's the worst movie this year? It came out January twentieth. Mm. 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 <laughs> Mother is the worst movie because. The cast. We're the flesh is a seventy-five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It's insane. It's the worst. <laughs> it's so fucking bad. Watch it. I dare Pass. you to watch that. Fuck. It's on uh, one of the streams now. Shutter. Yeah, it's fucking garbage. The one chick's in it. It's super hot, but yeah. she's like banging her brother and some old man the whole time. So it's kind of weird. I know I edited kind of. Huh? Kind of weird. Well, I mean, they're not actually brother and sister, so you can oh. compartmentalize it a little bit. But we're Americans. That's what we do. <laughs> that's t- that's they, they came out this year, yeah. huh? I'm going to say Mother, just because <laughs> they didn't spend $30 million on We Are the Flesh. It's full of actors <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I think that, I know that, that people seem to hate on Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's a pretty decent actress. Yeah. She was the voice of the uh, AI in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Uh, but she, I mean, I always go back to Winter's Bone. I think that movie's yeah, a that masterpiece. Yeah, really um, Yeah, Jennifer. Uh, yeah, We Are the Flesh that. is worse, but, like, it's it's right there. It's in that kind of 
We Are the Flesh. Why no, I'm sorry. Jennifer Connelly is the voice of the AI in Spider-Man. Oh, still cool. Which they made, they made a big deal about it in some of the reviews because she's married to Paul Bettany, and he was oh, he's yeah. Jarvis That's in the first cool. Iron Man movie. I didn't know that. Like this AI, this AI sounds really skinny. <laughs> Both of them. Uh, anyway, alright, what did we watch this week, guys? We uh, watched... Again, I apologize for rambling so long. I knew that was going to happen. I'm You're sorry. still doing it. We watched The Accountant. Yes! Which is or, a job. The Accountant is the, accountant the is a enunciated job. in the movie. The Accountant is definitely a job. Yeah, there, there, was, there was no. This guy is putting in work. And you know what? Like, a lot of times. And no 9 to 5 the, time clock for this accountant. The, the <laughs> movie titles, like, they kind of, like, uh, like for, for example, the mechanic. Like, he's barely a mechanic in that yeah. movie. He's fucking doing accounting in this movie. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. It's the best movie about math I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, except for maybe Hidden Figures. Didn't see that. Yeah, not surprised. What's that supposed to mean? It wasn't very good. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's what Sean was talking about. <laughs> Damn. Uh, anyway. Uh, th- I was dreading watching this movie, by the way, because the trailer, this is one of those movies, w- to the yeah. reverse of Mother, where the trailer does it zero justice. There is a, there's a little bit of a montage towards the end of this movie where they're like, Ben Affleck was a military soldier that went AWOL, and blah, 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 yeah. blah. That was the entirety of the trailer. That, yeah. that was it. And that is not representative of this film at all. What the central premise of this movie? Or no, anything. yeah, not at all. It's a part of it, but not a big part. No, like I guess it's core to his character, but it's definitely what the trailer shouldn't have been based on. No, I. And also now, after seeing the movie, I'm glad I didn't remember the trailer because that would have been kind of a spoilery thing. Yeah, actually, yeah. Because part of the fun of the movie is like the reveals of how There's a lot of reveals. Yeah. We're gonna get into it though. The subtitles ruined a big spoiler yeah. for us of all things. Sean said it. I was like, motherfucker! Like yeah. I, I had to wait till like the very end of figure. I would have yeah. if he we had subtitles. If he didn't say it, I would have never. I wouldn't have put it together. Um, let's talk a little. We don't have a synopsis, but we don't let's really, talk we don't a little we try to run through the sure. plot. Go ahead. You have a better memory than me. God, how, I forget how it starts. It starts. So it starts at. Uh, oh, it starts. It, ben Affleck's. A, uh, it starts with the, that murder scene at the Gambino crime family hideout. Right. That Just Kidding Simmons talks about at the end. Oh yeah, this movie has a fantastic cast. Yeah. Very Top good. to bottom, everybody's yeah. great. Very, in it. very, very. It's fantastic. Start starts <laughs> off. <laughs> smash cut to flashback, of. <laughs> A Gambino family hideout in a disarray because autistic accountant Ben Affleck wrecked shop. Yes. Um, goes through. And this isn't a, <laughs> a movie where they're kind of like hinting around that he's autistic. It's like they flat out tell you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's real autistic. <laughs> so, yeah. Super autistic. He's, he's very artistic. He's autistic as fuck. <laughs> um,. I can't even remember the timeline exactly. Well, it, starts, it goes, it goes, it goes from that, and then I think it flashes back to him Being a as kid. a kid. Yeah, they're at so they're at a like a retreat in Vermont for, I, I guess, just autistic kids yeah. or learn. It was like the something Institute of Neuroscience, neuroscience, and uh, they deal with autistic kids and kids with I guess learning disabilities, and it shows them putting a work on a puzzle together. Last piece is missing. Starts freaking out and losing his shit. Oh shit. I just put together that that's the, why he had the like Muhammad puzzle. Ali thing at yeah. the very end. Yeah, I, I'm an idiot. So, fellow, like fellow. Him. That's why the 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 voice always says, "Do you puzzles. like puzzles?" Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, fully autistic or uh, 
also full on <laughs> autistic. <laughs> other autistic. We're not. Lady. Look, we're not going to dance around this. No, like because the movie doesn't. Other, no. other autistic girl in the place finds the possibilities, gives it to him. They, they, they didn't really say he was autistic. They said he was different, but then. They show the puzzle. He's putting it together upside down. Yeah. He's putting it together based on the pieces, not based on the picture. Right. Yeah. And they put but he's the last also piece like in. putting the pieces in his mouth. They're going over all the kind of classic uh, symptoms of autism, the sensory problems, the noise issues. He's also yeah, his, reciting like, the ticks, the things yeah, like that. He's reciting the Solomon Grundy. It's not like a poem. It's yeah, like it's a, a limerick. Limerick. Like yeah. Nursery rhyme. Solomon Grundy, born mm-hmm. on a Monday. Yeah. It's about a guy that dies in seven days. Also, a comic book character that Alec wasn't aware of, which I'm shocked. Yeah. I never read DC. Besides the fact that this movie is great, the fact that you didn't know who Solomon <laughs> Grundy is is just as shocking. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, from there, Solomon Grundy won't pants too. All I want is a pair of pants, a decent pair of pants. Is that a commercial? Yeah, or? That, when Cartoon Network first started, they would take the uh, Super Friends. And just dub shit over it. I it's like that. It was uh, Scarecrow, you're a fear gas is hypnotic and or was a toy man, you're a giant doll. Or I forget what the whole thing was. But I was do like, remember Solomon Grundy want pants too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, Al. Gets back to real time, normal time, JK Simmons intimidating a an analyst blackmailing her to help him solve the mystery of who the accountant is. A full three Langen camps. Oh, Easily. Yeah, she's, yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. She yes. is very attractive. Three on the LK. Uh, the the thing I've noticed about this, about our rating scale, is to be really highly rated, you either have to be black or a man. <laughs> or, or both. Well, not necessarily black, because that... Uh, or ethnic. Uh, ethnic, yeah. yeah something, you gotta have something weird around, because uh, the pre- pregnant, shit got a very pregnant Bryce rate. Dallas Howard got a yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have something wrong with you. Something going on. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> normal. He's just kidding. Bro. Yeah, uh, and we're talking about pregnancy. Yeah. Um, That's the worst STD. Yeah. Oof. Uh, you can't but, go to jail for dropping AIDS. <laughs> this old Donald Glover bit. It's an old joke. Yeah. But uh, anyway, what were we talking about? So it comes back to the present. J.K. Simmons blackmailing a Treasury agent who was a felon in Baltimore when she was a teenager to try to help him track down the accountant, That's the aforementioned accountant. Right above her. Yeah, pointed yeah. at it. I love it. That's where I'd be pointing. Pretty great. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. She has a butt. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Butthole, yeah. But I, I will say, <laughs> in that B, uh, since we're not doing a tra- traditional synopsis, I will say that what I like about this movie, it grabs you right away. It's a very quick, punchy setup. And it has kind of like a, a classic sort of... Uh, 80s action movie vibe where it's like also kind of Cold War 80s like yeah, but espionage it's, but it's like he's like you, I got something against <coughs> you so I need you yeah. to do this impossible mission like right. that's awesome like yeah right away the but, whole movie is very stark yeah it's a very yeah. minimal movie and the act for the most part the action and like killing comes out of nowhere yeah it's yeah. like it's just like yep. oh anyway we'll get we'll get to that yeah I, I don't want to get too um, she, she agrees that like is hard tarred Hard, tard get. Hard, tard to get. <laughs> Oof. Uh, um, so she uh, she agrees. <laughs> then they flash cut to Ben Affleck as uh, an autistic accountant. <laughs> um, that's definitely a job. Helping a family that's about to lose their farm get find loopholes in tax law yeah. to write off a bunch of their taxes as a personal. I don't know. Small. Some other kind of small business. Yeah. So I have to pay taxes on it. 
and he they agree to let him go shooting at their farm because he likes to shoot. What does he call it? Plinking. Plinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm gonna mess up because it, it just kind of jumps all over the place. We're, we cl- we quickly learn that Ben Affleck rocks the shit with a sniper rifle from like a mile away. Yeah, and he's got he's like, blowing up cantaloupes with smiley faces on him from about five thousand. Well, he ain't feet. shooting a fucking regular sniper rifle. He's shooting like a fifty cal. Well, at the end they say, "Is it true that <laughs> reports of bodies found with anti-aircraft gun holes in them?" Was that shitty movie? Where, Smoke bases. Yeah. They're I shooting love a 50... I love that movie. That ending is so bad, it ruins the whole thing. Yeah. real bad. The ending's bad, but the movie's great. Mm. Chris I, Pine's best role. Best? Yeah. He was pretty good in that movie that came out oh, this year. Oh, Hell or High Water. Yes. Yeah. Oh. That's the movie I saw. Came that last came year, out last you year. Idiot. I saw it this year. <laughs> I wasn't listening. That doesn't count in my 20. I only counted movies in 2017. Ben Affleck also in that movie. Yeah. Anyway. He rocks the sniper rifle. He rocks the shit out of a sniper rifle from like a mile away, blowing up lopes. <laughs> blowing up lopes with smiley faces, and the farmer can't believe it. Um, I think then we're introdu- we find out that he's going to be. He was hired by a ro- neuro robotics firm. Yeah. That they, does. That works on he's, like. He's hired by the Impossible Science Foundation. Basically, it's like, yeah. Richard tires him. It's, it's, like it's like a Stark Foundation yeah. kind of play. Like they they're make, working on like robotic prosthetics that respond to mental commands and, drones. and yeah, drones. And there's a third consumer electronics. Yeah. And the the CEO is John Lithgow. Yeah. Basically, every time they introduce a new character, the whole time we're like, oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Like everybody, John Lithgow is in it. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons, John Burfall. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about John Burfall. Yeah, that guy can't yeah. get it. Or he can give it. <laughs> Both. I whatever. agree. Take your pick, Mr. Burnthal. Movie the podcast is at your disposal. Yeah. I'll do shit your wife won't. Nice. <laughs> um, so he, the, he's hired by the robotics firm to find to research some accounting irregularities. Uh, we... We were initially, right after that, introduced to John Bernthal basically muscling a British businessman who uh, yeah. that buys, buys parts of companies and influences, buys stock in companies that he knows he can influence to, I guess, inflate their value and then sell right before they crash yeah, it's, somehow. You know, it's funny. This movie is a punchier version of the boring parts of Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yeah. Anybody's ever watched that movie where it's well, like... Well, I've seen the Fincher one. It's like, well, the, the Swedish one's almost exactly the same. Yeah, they're same. pretty much the same movie. But, like, they fucking go into all this fucking, like, business shit in those movies and you're like, I don't care. This movie, like, makes it very punchy and like, yeah. oh, okay. Like, you don't spend a ton of time dealing with that. No. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, uh... So that introduces to John Bernthal, who is hired basically by companies to be a heavy and go yeah. uh, put pressure on people who are screwing them. Not in the good way. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the fun Vegas. Not in the fun Vegas. Not in the way like you <laughs> like. Um, ben Affleck starts. Oh, account hard. <laughs> <laughs> ben Affleck starts researching the. Uh, Accounting irregularities goes through fifteen years of books in one night with his yeah. super autism. He goes through. All, he goes, <laughs> he's he goes a, all fucking beautiful mind. Yeah. Writes yeah, like he's math using equations. A, a paint yeah. marker, like writing on all the windows of this office, like every square inch of the office space and the or office walls in this room are covered with his 
drawings and he figures out where the irregularities came from or when they came from and then he's starting to research where. Yeah. The guy who is siphoning off and stealing the money gets strong-armed by John Bernthal to kill himself with insulin yeah. or him and his wife are going to get killed and violated horribly. Yeah. So he kills himself with Another insulin. Another great scene, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. really good scene. Like Sean said, when you break into somebody's house, you're eating. <coughs> eating yeah, that's just food. like shorthand for like... Badass. Yeah. Like, he's I mean, you've seen it a million shit. movies. I can't think of anything right now, but... They're just kind of eating in the dark while you're talking. It's like, uh, not quite the same thing as his house, but Rob Redford has a similar scene in The Winter Soldier. Yeah, well, the thing, I mean, it's just, it's, it's uh, how casual yeah. you are over this, like, kind of thing. Yeah, Andy's eating pie. Is that, is that it all, date, does that all date back to Taroshi Mifune? I think so. Because, like, that was a choice he made in yeah. Ujimbo, or no, in, uh, not Sanjuro, yeah. where he always was eating. It's yeah. like he was supposed to be disaffected by everything around. Um, Brad Pitt eats a lot too much. Yeah, yeah he eats like a, well, he, all isn't that a tribute? That's like one of his like. That's what I read. Yeah. Um, John Lithgow comes in because his best friend and CFO killed himself. Tells Ben Affleck, tells Batman that he's no longer, <laughs> he's no longer, he no longer needs him. He's closing the case, gives him his fee. Batman starts freaking out because he's autistic and he needs to finish what he started. Yeah, he always has to finish. And uh, it starts losing his shit because he can't finish. Um, goes I have home. Problem too, goes home in his sensory deprivation bedroom. Freaks the fuck out. Oh god, this, this is one of the worst scenes I've ever oh, seen in a movie. This is like straight out of a so horror. So earlier movie. in the movie, he goes like he subjects himself to intense sensory things to try to help himself adjust. I guess. Yeah. Bright flashing lights turns on heavy metal music and starts rolling like a rolling pin over all his muscles. Like, I guess to simulate human contact or pressure. So, after he can't finish his work, he starts beating on his shins with the rolling pin. God. And one of the worst things ever. And it looks awful. Because he's, like, legit doing it. Yeah. It looks terrible. Like, it looks terrible. I'm just waiting for his shin to... He gets, like, a contusion on his skin, and I'm just like, oh, God. Uh, We all kind of cringed a little bit when that was was going on. It was gross. It was tough to watch. Like, it's weird, because it's not like that... There's nothing in this movie that's particularly gory, but it's just fucking tough to, like, sit yeah. through, like... Anyway. Um... Did like, we miss Then, the... then he, he decides the next day to go blow off some steam by shooting more cantaloupes from right. a mile away. Gets to the house... Gets to the farmhouse to shoot. There's bad guys holding the farmer and his wife hostage. Oh, and whoever casts these bad guys, they... A plus job. That yeah. one guy with the beard. The was like, I mean, he looked like the <laughs> baddest guy I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, like you couldn't gotten a better fucking henchman looking dude. So they're at the house holding the fam- the farmer and his wife hostage while Ben Affleck's going out to shoot melons. Um, one of the one of the henchmen drags the wife out so she can yell for him to come in. As soon as the door opens, his head just fucking explodes. Yeah. yeah. And, and something, every, something that I love is that they actually like, like I, nobody I know has actually shot a Barrett, but I know enough about them that, like the bullet hits before you hear, right. the sound because it shoots so fast. Travels so fast. And in the movie, they actually do that. Like his head explodes. The half a second later, you hear like the. Yeah. yeah. Whoever did the foley work on this movie did an oh, A plus job. So good. I mean, we had the movie cranked up pretty loud, and like the the gun sounds are so like very John Wick, where yeah. it's got. 
everything they put in the effort yeah. into the details of stuff like yeah. that. All the all the fighting and all the gun firing has like a lot of weight to it. Like you really feel it. Like as an audience, like I, I loved it. I just to pause you real quick with your summary. I think we skipped over the flashback parts of him being a kid and him being with Jeffrey Tambor. I don't remember where those got interspersed in the Yeah, movie. and that's that's the problem I'm having doing this. Like yeah, I they're tough. they're all over the place. Yeah. At the end we at the end I don't know. Let's do something let's do something we don't normally do and not spoil the movie. So Okay, sure. Um Well we kinda have to spoil it a little bit, right? Well let's cut it off and just start talking about the movie itself. Okay. Sure. Let's talk about John Bernthal maybe being the best American actor right now. He's fantastic in this movie. John, like, Ben Affleck is great doing, yeah. uh, playing the autistic, like, I was reading a few articles while we were talking, and, like, most of the autistic people that, like, commented on it said it's, it's an accurate portrayal, and it's not like, yeah. I mean, it's all on scales. And, I don't yeah, think they, like, don't lean no, in, they can't, I guess, for the type of story they're telling, they can't lean into it too much. I mean, they look at it. And there's a whole reason it's a spectrum. There's not, yeah. It's not like... Well, part of the problem, too, is, like, when you lean into it too much, even though it's, like, it's awful, like, you still have that nervous laugh reaction sometimes, sure. you know what I mean? You don't want it to turn into where people are so uncomfortable they're laughing and they don't know how to... Well, I mean, I don't... I think that the premise of this movie is kind of silly, but they never treat it silly. No, and they really stick with it. It's not like he's yeah. autistic when he's a kid, he just kind of, like, grows out of it. Right, exactly. Yeah, like you can see that he, get, he got adjusted and he knows how to cope with it, but it's still there and it's still a part of him. Yeah, and... Uh, like, there, it, like the, the scene I was talking about where the farmers are in his office... They keep trying to like make small talk and jokes, and he's just like, he doesn't know how. No, yeah. he's like, no, this is what I'm saying. Right. Like, that's not. Yeah. I don't understand the humor. Yeah, or with uh, Anna Kendrick in the movie later on. Where he's yeah, talk- like what was that line? That and he finally, well, oh, he finally, I forget the joke. Well, dogs would never bet on anything because it's incongruent. And I love incongruent. In- <laughs> I love incongruency. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Um, this is also a movie that has like we complain about. Well, let's get back to Barathol. Let's do one other thing at a time. We Barenthal talked about this when we movie. watched Snitch, right? Because Barenthal's in a totally different movie than everybody else in that. He's in this, like, yeah. this gritty yeah. indie crime movie. Everybody yeah. else is in this boring rock and movie. And I wanted more of him in that movie. Like, he was so good. Barenthal's bringing, like, so much... And J.K. Simmons, too, is bringing so much to these roles that could be totally, like, bleh, like perfunctory, flatline roles. Yeah. That, like, they're really boosting the movie up a lot. Pause. You brought up J.K. Simmons. I can't believe we didn't mention it. Uh, R.I.P. Fucking Harry Dean Stanton, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we uh, would be remiss not to, to mention him because uh, movie the podcast is nothing if not a fucking shrine to character actors. Right. We love them so much. Uh, arguably the best character actor in history, in my opinion. Just uh, a cool fucking dude. But uh, And, of course, we just did fucking Repo Man. Yeah. Probably one of his best movies. But yeah. anyway, sorry. Uh, J.K. Simmons is great, and gives an interesting performance. Like not, like not what I was used to, and not. He's got a very haggard kind of like, because you picture even in like Burn After Reading, where he's like a very like hyper competent kind of tough. Yeah, well, God. from where he starts out yeah. to where he ends up, it, it doesn't. You, you would never pick that for where that character was going. Right, and really, same with Burnthal. I mean, honestly, like. I, since we're not spoiling the movie, I, I won't. But I will say that the ending is very subversive and not at all what I was expecting. Yeah. Bernthal's very—he's bringing a lot of emotion. That guy can cry in just about anything. Like, but it's believable, right? It's, yeah, it's, and it. Yeah, he he can do, he he has the full range. Like, 
it's, it's tough to talk about it without spoiling it. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, but he nails, like, the whole range of emotions in the span of about a minute and a yeah. half. Yeah. And, and just, like, every one of them is believable. There's, you're not, like... Absolutely. You can't tell that he's acting or phoning it in. It's He just nails, like, every part of that scene. And he does... That's, that's, Mike, that's probably my second favorite scene of the movie. Yeah. He does something that's really hard to do where he is... I mean, to piggyback off what you just said, but he's... So many different things in this movie, but he's able to be this cold-blooded fucking killer, but then still have a soul and a heart that you relate to by the end yeah. of the movie, and you're like, oh shit, like that's crazy, like that I sh- that shouldn't work at all, but it does, and it's genuine, like it's not you know, put on, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, something that we talk about that we hate a lot in movies is when there are like four or five different movies going on at the same time, yeah. but this one actually manages to pull that off. And has, all the threads tie together pretty well. One of them has, really like, has like three. Yeah. There's the J.K. Simmons part, the Ben Affleck part, and the John Bernthal. And they're all... Well, there's also... Uh, well, the J.K. Simmons part's almost separate from... Even though they start together, it's almost separate from... Um, I can't remember the actress's name. Oh. She's got three names. Yeah. The Melinda, Treasury Agent. Her name Men- Medina? Or her name's Medina in the movie. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. JTT? Because <laughs> she's got kind of a thing with like one of the Lone Rangers... Going on <laughs> The Lone Gunman The Lone Gunman That's what I meant The Lone <laughs> Rangers From Airheads But they kind of have Like a A corporate espionage Thing going on On their side Affleck's in A half Corporate espionage Half uh, Born Identity movie Yeah Burnthal Is in Just like A, a hitman like movie Yeah he's movie, in a mob yeah. movie And J.K. Simmons Is in like Chinatown Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like and that sounds all like incongruent. Yeah, but it really isn't. It works very well. Yeah, like, all like kind of they all smash together at the end, and they all fit. Yeah, I uh, I I want to champion this movie. Like this is something you guys got to go out and see. Like it's it's just really well made, and like I, again, like there's not a lot of problems with no, it. No, it's maybe twenty minutes too long. It's a the, the end. Yeah, it's like it's a hair over two hours. It's yeah. a long. It's longer it than I remember. Feel its length. No, but. But like the last, they could, they could have caught. Right. I think like three minutes. Yeah, there's a part where cut three yeah. minutes out of that in there. Where we're like, okay, because what was it one of the Seagal movies or something we watched recently where it's got like a perfect, like it just stops, like yeah. it's like boom, that's it. Well, it's all this scenes. had that moment where it could have just yeah. been like boop, yeah. but then they have to do kind of like the the denouement, as Alex fond of saying. Yep, it did have that moment, Sean. All right, everybody. Unfortunately, like I said, uh, it got cut off a little short, but I think you get the idea. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you on our regularly scheduled episode next week. Take care.